You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 180. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another Friday episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and these Friday episodes are a little bit shorter than our typically typical Tuesday episode, and this is where we bring on typically a Macros 101 alumni to be able to share about their experience of how they did it. That's why we call it the I Did It series, this idea that if we can see more women doing big things and great things and hitting their goals and learning lessons, then it becomes easier for us to believe it as well. And that's the whole point of the I Did It series. So today on the podcast, I'm so excited to be able to have Christy Good on the podcast. Christy and I, Christy has been someone that I've gotten to know a lot over this last year. And that's because she not only joined Macros 101 and Beyond Macros 101, she also came and joined us in our first round of Coaching Academy. So Biceps After Babies Coaching Academy is where I teach other coaches how to coach and how to coach from a, a actual transformational level where we're actually changing, p- helping people transform from like a belief and thought level. So it's more powerful and it's not just focused on just trying harder, or just changing the actions, but actually getting down deep to like, well, what's actually keeping someone stuck? So I had the, the pleasure of being able to work with Christy there. And then she's also joined me with some of the business stuff that I've done and some of the business coaching that I've, I've uh, done over the year. And so I've just gotten to know Christy really well. And I'm excited for her to be able to share her experience because I got to see her evolution of coming in to Macros 101, not really having lifted much weights or just kind of starting to dabble in weightlifting. And, you know, at the in her mid-40s, picking up weights really for the first time and what that's been able to do for her body, for her confidence, for her, um, her life in general has just been so awesome to be able to experience. So I often have women who are in their mid-40s or 50s or 60s who haven't ever weightlifted before. And I think sometimes there's this idea that it's too late. You know, I missed my 20s, I missed my 30s, maybe even I even missed my 40s, and it's too late. I can't take, teach an old dog new tricks. I can't really learn. It's like I'm I'm, I'm going to hurt myself. There's all this fear around starting weightlifting. And what I think is so great about Christy's story is that she really shows that it's never too late and that the benefits that come from weightlifting, both the physical benefits as well as the mental benefits, can happen at any age. And what it really takes is just getting started. And everybody starts from ground zero. Everybody walks into the weight room and doesn't know what to do. Everybody picks up a dumbbell for the first time. Those are universal experiences for anybody who has weightlifted. Uh, And that's something I tell my clients to remember that when you're going into the weight room, every single person that you look up to, every single person who's in that weight room, every person you look uh, look up to online, they 
had a first experience of going into the weight room and being the new person there. We've all had that experience. And, and so Chrissy is going to share her experience about what got her into weightlifting at, you know, in her mid forties and what that experience has been like for her. And, um, I, we also, in this episode, talk about reverse dieting because that was a big part of Christy's journey. And if you don't know what reverse dieting is, or that's not a topic that you're very familiar with, I highly recommend going and listening to episodes nine, 42, 114 and 170. Those are the reverse dieting episodes. And if you forget those numbers, we'll put them in the show notes so that they're easy to find. All right. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode with Christy Good. I am so excited to have Christy on the podcast today. Christy, how are you doing? I'm great. I I'm excited about the conversation that we're going to be having. Um, I know you uh, uh, pretty well. We've had a, a lot of time together, both in Macros 101 and in Coaching Academy. So I'm excited for you to talk about your journey. I'm always really clear that the goal of these episodes is not about me, and it's really about you and about the other women who are out there who are just like you. And I, that's one of the things that I think is so wonderful about having a platform to be able to share all of these stories is because there are going to be people listening who are going to hear your story and be like, that's me. Like I totally resonate with where Christy was and they can hear the process that you went through and they can have a little bit of hope for themselves in the future. So because of that, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe, you know, where you were before you joined Macros 101 and maybe what some of the struggles that, that you were feeling or some of the thoughts and, you know, feelings that you were having before you started that. Yeah, absolutely. So I am now 46 years old and I didn't even really, I I had a fitness journey. Don't get me wrong. I started probably six or seven years ago trying to figure out what foods worked and didn't work in my body. That's kind of how I got started in nutrition and trying to figure out how I was going to feel my best. And I learned a lot about myself through that so much that I wanted to become a nutrition coach. But at the same time, I wanted to learn a little bit more. Well, I never lifted weights. <laughs> I only did cardio the majority of the time. And that was great. That worked for me. But then I started to recognize that I wanted just something a little bit more. So in comes COVID. It was about two years ago. And I started just looking on Instagram and just trying to find some different um, workouts that I could do, maybe ways that I could build muscle. And I found a group um, that I liked and I actually ended up joining. It was through an app and I did that for a while and I did like it. Um, And with that, I learned about macro counting and I didn't really know that much about macro counting to begin with. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, I knew a lot about nutrition, but I didn't know macros. So when I started to learn how to do those through this challenge that, um, that the group did, I um, learned about macros a little bit. I wouldn't say too much. And I was able to apply that to my journey. However, I, it was time for a reverse and I didn't really understand how to do a reverse. So I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. And I did that reverse with what I knew. I did it very slowly. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that. I'm sure in a little mm-hmm. bit, what mistakes I made, um, but I did it really, really slowly. So then um, another challenge came around again and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this again. And I'm going to do cut. Well, during that time I had found you on Instagram and through some other friends that I also followed on Instagram. And I really loved what you did. And I really started to understand more about macros. Well, then last February, when you were ready to open the doors to macros 101, 
I was there. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm learn. I am in. I am learning how to do a reverse the proper way. Mm. And that was the turning point for me. I wanted to know how to do a reverse properly. Yeah. So that's when I started into Reverse One One. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about reversing because yeah. um this is a topic that I talk a lot about. And I feel like a lot of people come to, you know, to my page or to my podcast and a reverse diet or metabolic adaptation is not a term that they've ever heard. I, I, I wish that it was more like well understood by many people. That's part of like my goal is to have this be an understood concept, but it's not very well understood. And, uh, there can be a lot of fear that goes into going through the process. So like kudos to you for being like, I need to do a reverse and I don't really know how to do it, but I'm just going to like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And you said you, you made a couple mistakes, um, but you did it anyway. Like, and I, and I love that about you. Um, so I'm curious, like, will you walk us through that first experience of the reverse? What was that like? What are some of maybe the missteps that you had, um, that maybe you didn't maybe know at the time were missteps and then contrast that with, you know, what you learned in macros 101 and what made it different the second time around? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever I first started doing the reverse the first time, which was probably, it's been over a year. Well, it's been well over a year ago, almost a year and a half. I was afraid to add calories because I was afraid I was going to gain weight. And that's just common. Everyone goes through that. We're all scared. Oh my gosh, we're going to gain the weight back. So I did it slowly. I did it like 25 calories a week. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. You were kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I did it really slow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd never done it before. So I was like, I don't know if this is right or not. So then, you know, comes macros 101 and everyone's like, okay, let's start at hundred calories, you know, pick your carbs and fats and add there. Well, which before I, I kind of knew how to do that, but, um, on the contrary, I learned that I added hundred calories a week and that Mm -hmm. was how you properly reversed, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in between the carbs and the fats. But what I did get excited about was once I started adding the calories, then I got in the mindset, which is crazy. It was a total shift. And that's what I love about this program. I totally shifted my mindset to Ooh, how much can I add? How yeah. much can I add? And then <laughs> that might've been, and some people may find themselves in this spot. I might've overshot it a little bit, mm-hmm. but I wanted to see how far I could push it because yeah. as we all know, the more food that you can take in and still maintain your weight or even cut, even when you're cutting, the more food you can have. I mean, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That That's fabulous. So I took it a little bit more and that's okay because mm-hmm. I knew I could drop those calories back, back down, but I wanted to find my true maintenance. Okay. So, so let's talk, let's talk about this for a minute because I, I actually love that we're, that you're bringing this up. Um, because I, I have had that experience of people like feeling like, oh, I kind of messed up my reverse. I overshot it. I went too many calories and I love the perspective that you hold. Cause it's very similar to my perspective of, I would way rather have you overshoot your calories and like, make sure you're squeezing out. It's like squeezing out every last bit of that, that wet rag, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> let's squeeze it out rather than undershooting your calories and kind of cutting yourself short with that, you know, the number of calories that you could be eating long-term. So I, uh, I, for, if, and if, those of you who are listening, who maybe have had that experience, I don't think that's a mistake. I actually love that. Like you push the boundaries on that and found the maximum amount of calories that you could eat. Um, I, again, to me, it's way better to do that than to sell yourself short and, and be too scared to like get your calories up. So great job. 
Oh, yeah, thanks. And the thing about it is, too, is it was controlled. And that's what people realize is it has to be controlled if you're going to do that. Because otherwise, if you're just eating and you don't know what you're eating, I was still tracking. I mean, absolutely tracking and making sure that I stayed within that. Yeah. And you said something really smart, too, which is that you you had built the pattern, you'd built the habits and that you knew you could always go back. Right. And I think sometimes we feel like when we're adding calories, it's almost like once you, once you add them, you, you can never go back. (laughs) You you can never, it's like, no, no, no. Like you can try it for like a week. And if it's not right, you can go back to your calories from the week before it's nothing that we do in this process is permanent. And so I love this like idea of experimentation and making it a game. Kind of like you said, how high can I get my calories? Like that's the, that's the game that we're playing. That's an exciting game versus the game of like, Oh my gosh, I'm so scared to like increase my calories. That's a terrible game to play. Like, let's play the, how many calories can we eat game? That's fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about weight training. Um, because I think first of all, you said you didn't really start weight training until you were in your mid forties. Yes. Okay. So why, why was that? Uh, Like why was cardio the focus during your twenties and thirties? You know, I think it's because it kept, okay. So I was a yo-yo dieter way before that. And I had at one point been 80 pounds more than what I am right now. Mm. So, but that was several years ago. And then I lost that weight just from walking. I I never have been a runner. I just, I've always done, you know, just walking. I didn't even do fitness classes or anything like that. I truly just power walked all the time. And that's all I did. But I also ate lower calories, if that makes sense. So whenever I got to a point where... I just could tell I had no muscle definition. And I knew just from studying nutrition of how important it is to weight train. I mean, Mm -hmm. everywhere out there and just following different people on Instagram, following you and just recognizing I need to have some muscle on my bones. You know, Mm -hmm. it just, I need that. I need that to be able for mobility when I get older. This is, this is so important and it's never too late. And that's the one thing that I loved about you always saying it's never too late, you know, just get in there, just lift those weights. So that's, uh, that's what was the turning point for me was just taking control of my health and being even more in control and knowing that I needed to put on some muscle. And when I looked at myself in the mirror, I was like, sure, you know, I I like the way I look, but I'm, I look a little, I I need some muscle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, and has that muscle gain now that you're focusing on that, has that come with weight gain and how have you dealt with that? Yes, it absolutely has. And as I was going through the reverse, I did understand that. I knew that I would gain some weight and I have, I've put on 10 pounds in the last year and that I'm okay with that. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think is the best thing that has, that has happened to me in the last year is being okay with the 10 pound weight gain because I see that there is muscle there too. Mm-hmm. And granted, yes, I'm wearing a size larger in pants, but that's okay because I see in my arms, I see in my legs, I see the muscle that I've built. So I know that the 10 pounds isn't fat gain. I'm sure there's a little bit there because that comes with the process yeah. of doing, you know, of putting on, of bulking, basically, you know, mm-hmm. you do gain some, a little bit of fat, but just the muscle. I know it's there and I'm fine with that. And that's Mm -hmm. where I'm so happy I am because before I would have been afraid I would have been like, Oh goodness. No, no, I I can't, you know, that I don't want to put on 10 pounds, you know, that's just. And, and how do you think you got to that point? 
of being okay with it. Because I know that there's going to be somebody who's going to be listening and is like, I would love that. I would love to like put on some muscle and be okay with gaining 10 pounds, but right now I'm not. So how did you like change that to being okay with it? It was definitely a belief that I had to work through. Uh It's something that Macros 101 absolutely helped me work through. It was the whole mindset shift, the whole letting go and learning to let go that it's okay. Because if you're looking to gain something, if you have another goal, if you want to put on muscle, you're going to have to let go of that fear of gaining weight so that you can get to your next goal. And that's the muscle gain. And that's having the mobility later in life. You just have to learn. And it's hard. It's very difficult. And I'm not going to say that a a switch flipped and I was just like, okay, let's just keep going. Yeah. No big deal. (laughs) No big deal. What, you know, what does it matter? Uh But saw the benefits. And I tell you what, just even recognizing the strength that I had gained, been able to pick up a big 24 pack of bottled water and not having pain in my back or being sore. That is what kept me going. And that's when the belief started to shift that, you know what, this is okay. I feel good. And I do, I feel great. I feel so much better than I did even a year and a half ago. Yeah. And I think something that you said that I really want, I really want people to pick up on is oftentimes when, when we want something new, we want a a new reality. There are things that we have to let go of from our previous reality. And a lot of times we focus on um, the fact that we're going to lose something. Like I'm going to lose this number on the scale that I've like held to for so long. And what you said that is so important is that if we focus on like, Oh, I'm just going to lose this. Yeah. It feels like, why would I, why would I want to let go of this? I'm going to lose. But what you're saying is that what you focus on is what you gained because when you let go, yeah, maybe you lose that number on the scale, but what you gained was so much more, right? It was this feeling stronger, feeling healthy, like having like a body shape that like you felt more comfortable with. And so it was less about like what you were losing and more about what you were gaining. And that was actually a question I was going to ask you was like, have you noticed the feeling of strength? that's different in your life. Because I think one of my favorite, it's like one of my favorite posts that like people put up in, in, you know, any of our groups is always like, Oh, I went to Costco and I picked up like a 50 pound bag of flour. And I just like hauled it onto my, onto my cart. And some guy walked past and was like, Whoa, like (laughs) way to go. You know, like something (laughs) like that, where it's like this physical manifestation of strength in a very lifestyle daily life, you know, it's this crossover between, yeah, what happens in the gym is important, but the reason we do what we do in the gym is because you carry that strength and that confidence with you all the time, not just in the gym. Um, so do you have any other experience of that, of like how you feel like there's that strength you've built in the gym has carried over into your daily life? Oh, absolutely. My boys, 14 and 18, they don't have to carry everything for me now. Yeah. (laughs) Whenever we go, um, we have, um, a snow, uh, it's a weekend getaway. Basically it's, um, when we go skiing or mountain biking and, um, they always carry the cooler in for me, but every once in a while now, I mean, I still let them do it just because I'm busy doing other things, but every once in a while I can pick that cooler up and carry it where, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that before. So that's, I mean, that's definitely, and just the mental, just the mental Mm -hmm. side of it too. I think that's a big, a big shift. Um, yeah. That's so awesome. That's so good. Okay. So last question, if there's someone who's listening to this and they, um, 
are maybe in the same, like, you know, age group, they're in their forties. They feel like maybe it's a little bit too late. They, they haven't weight trained. Um, what would you say to them? Oh, it is absolutely never too late to start weight training. Mm -hmm. And the other thing and that I didn't even mention was build your own workouts. You guys, that oh, yeah. is what I love. I started that this past June and that has been a game changer for me. I've learned to build my own workouts so mm -hmm. that just being able to do that and to be able to make your own workouts just is so empowering. Mm -hmm. And it's so much fun because I can put in every six weeks or every four to six weeks, I'll change up my blocks and just building that. That is I love it. It's been priceless for me. I remember our conversation on a coaching call where like, I, I forget, like, I don't even remember what you asked, but I remember the, the conversation that you were asking about weight training. And I was like, okay, so you just need to go buy build your workouts. It's going to answer all of those questions for you, Christy. And you're like, okay, because you're such a good student. And you like went and bought it. And then you're like off to the races. I, I love that. Oh, one thing I forgot to ask you about, we had talked about this before we hit record. Um, you had mentioned to me that you still have a, when did you do macros 101? Oh, February. In February of 20, of 2021. Yeah. Awesome. And you said you still have a friend from your accountability group. So talk to me about that. I sure do. And that's the other thing I was going to bring up whenever you said, what would you tell someone who wanted to join yeah. Macros 101? When you join Macros 101, you need to get in an accountability group. I waffled on it and I was like, yeah. Ooh, do I really want to join one? I did. And they have, there's different groups. You can do the cut group. You can do a reverse. I chose to join a reverse group and I met six wonderful ladies. Mm -hmm. However, you know, as time goes on, things happen and, you know, not everyone can join anymore, but I still have one friend that I'm with, Nicole Conley. Oh. Um, she is wonderful. We have been, it got to the point where we started just emailing and then we all did Marco Polo. And then it got to the point where Nicole and I, after everyone else, you know, things happened. Um, so Nicole and I are now FaceTiming. We have an appointment every Wednesday and we FaceTime each other. And that. we love it because that's the friendship we created. We would have never met each other had it not been for Macros 101. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's so important that everyone wants to know the friendships that you can build and that you gain in these groups are just, it, it, I, it's priceless. I can't, I don't even know another that's word so awesome. to say. So Nicole that's and awesome. I, we were reversing together. We still talk. I mean, it's wonderful. She works with me. It's kind of like we coach each other, which mm -hmm. is great. And um, yeah. we just love it. So yeah. yeah. Speaking of coaching, do a little plug for your coaching. Cause now it's like you like, are like we're the student, and now you're also the teacher. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Own that. <laughs> Absolutely, Amber. You um <laughs> that's the other thing that I gained from Macros 101. I went through coaching academy and mm -hmm. then I've moved on and I'm a nutrition coach and I'm in business by design, which, and I'm in a mentorship group with Amber, which mm -hmm. I love. So I've learned in the, my gosh, look at it. It's been less than a year. I know. That's so crazy. I, I'm done with you. I, that's crazy. I, I, if you had asked me, I would have thought it would have been February of 2020. Cause that's how much I feel like I've gone to like know you and interact with you. Um, so it's crazy that it really has like been less than a year and all, you've like done all of these, these things that you just have like kind of taken off and it's been awesome to watch. It is. It's so wonderful. So everything that Macros 101 and how it brought us together. I love it. Yeah, it's so phenomenal good. for me and my coaching. Okay. 
That's so good. So awesome. Well, we will link everything up to Christy uh, in the show notes and her Instagram account and her website and anything that she has, uh, if you're interested to connect with Christy, but, um, she's amazing. And I'm so thankful that you came on the episode and, and talked about your experience. Again, I know that there are going to be people who really resonate with you sharing your story. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm so glad that you're here, and I really hope that that episode spoke to you and that you enjoyed it and got something out of it. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.